confidence of a professional stuff man Walking the streets, it always smell like an onion But I got the program, my body, soul, and Make it strong as the wind in Chicago land And we're getting stronger every day We're all in the Strength Faction crew So get your chips and load your hips Because our mission is to bring out the best in you, in you, in you Hey everybody, welcome back to the Strength Faction podcast. Today we are talking to Leanne Hatler, the owner of Standard Fit. She's out there right outside of Sonora, California. Um, She's going to tell us a little bit about uh, how she came about starting Standard Fit, uh, the processes that she used, and what she's currently doing to grow her business. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are. Enjoy. Hello, Leanne, and welcome to the Strength Faction Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I am doing well as well, uh, as well as I can be with a ton of snow on the ground. Um, um, so, so I shouldn't tell you that it's like 70 and lovely here today? I, I love it. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying that. <laughs> And I hope I hope that you're getting outside to enjoy it. We're actually we're actually hit close to 50 degrees today, uh, which is oh. good. It's just you know it's kind of weird that it's 50 degrees and there's three feet of snow on the ground. Holy crackers! That's a lot of snow. It is. It's a ton of snow. <laughs> so you're right outside of Sonora, California, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Soaking in the sunshine. Yeah, it's beautiful this week. Um, I, we have a small gap, it looks like, between storms. So we need more winter, but I, I don't mind the sunshine. That's great. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. Tell me a little bit about, you've had an exciting last couple months here. Yes, yes. So um, when I joined Faction a year ago, I thought what I needed was help with programming. But what I truly needed was help with clarity of vision And so through the year, I kept noticing that I was running into roadblocks that didn't make sense. So things that shouldn't have been challenging were challenging. And towards the middle part of October, I had some really smart people in my life kind of just sit me down and say, it was funny, they all said the same sort of thing in different lanes. Um, Maybe it's because you're not doing what you're really supposed to be doing. Yeah, And I really had to recognize that I had been in a business partnership. And when that business partnership started, what we thought we wanted, we were aiming towards. But over time, we wanted two different things. And I had to um, get really clear what that meant to me. So what that meant was I needed to leave my business partnership and open my own little space. And so I did. Uh, At the end of December, I separated from the gym that I used to own. And January 4 opened the doors to my own new space. Standard fit. I love yes, it. Sir. Congratulations on that. And you Thank just you. you just kind of threw out a ton of information. I'd like to backtrack a bit and cover some of that. Because sure. I know that there there's there's some things that you just mentioned that I think if we went into a little deeper would be a great help to people because I know there's a lot of people in that same kind of headspace where they're too close to what they're trying to do. Uh, they can't really 
make out what it is that they really want to do. And, and, you know, sometimes it just takes that outside voice to help people get that clarity. So tell me some, let, let's talk about some of the problems that you were having before you started your vision work. Sure. So when I joined Faction last January, and I thought I just needed help getting programming squared away. We, in that, um, at the gym I used to own, we recognized that we wanted to structure our programming differently so that it was not quite a drain on us, so that we weren't spending hours writing programming. So right. I thought I was joining Faction to deepen my skill set as a coach and learn how to program better. But I... I learned that I learned great templates and, and good stuff. And I, I learned skills that were going to help me be a better coach, but it didn't make things easier. So the what programming kind of problems got were you easier. running into still? So there was a lot of um, like, gosh, I can't get the hang of marketing, which was never an issue before. Cause that's not my lane in the business partnership that I was in. Right. Um, we were having some struggle with um, retention not that people were leaving in droves, but the people that left were kind of surprising to us. So, and people started asking me smart questions, people that I really value their opinion and, and have good insight into my life. They started saying, you know, is there something you're missing here? And I just thought if I put my head down and worked a little bit harder, it would be fine. Mm. And it wasn't, it wasn't. Yeah. So it, it didn't matter how many marketing books I read, the problem wasn't going away. So uh, I think it was about mid-October, within the span of a week, my husband uh, on a call with Todd and a friend who's a lawyer all said to me, perhaps your time here is done or something to that effect. Yeah. And that was, that was really hard. That was really hard because I'd worked really hard to build and to grow. But sure. I wasn't building what my authentic vision was. Um, my business partner had a vision of big and large numbers and um, power lifting and really strength training. Mm -hmm. And I had a vision of whole body health and small and intimate and um, really digging in to connection with people and meeting them in a different sort of way and yeah. it, you know these very smart people in my life said both of those are good things but they're that's really tough for them to coexist in one world i would agree i would agree yeah. and really you know you kind of spoke to something there where you said well i'll just put my head down and work harder and that yeah. is i think that's a common reaction to when things aren't working out right and yeah. i think it's I think it's a great reaction at first, but at some point you have to draw the line and say, okay, it's not the work that's, that's being done because I'm, I'm putting plenty of work into this. Sometimes you have to make that difficult decision and that discovery of, wow, I'm really kind of putting my energy towards something I don't want to right now. Yeah. Or something that doesn't jive with, with what I want out of my life and, and the mission I want to complete. So kudos to you for recognizing that and uh, making the leap. Yeah. It was, uh, it was bold. We, you know, uh, spent the last week of December taking a small little space that hadn't been rented in almost eight years from corporate office to studio space. And yeah, um, yeah. so one week, 
that <laughs> we went from nothing to opening the door. So yeah, it was it wow. was a whirlwind, but it was wonderful. I think that's the best way to do it. You know, just because uh, I think if you sit and think about it too long, everything gets scarier and uh, things get harder to pull the trigger on. So uh, great work with that. Thank you. So you opened the doors early January, correct? January 4th, yes. And who are you marketing to? Who's your, what's your niche in this industry right now? So I, I say that I specialize in specialized. <laughs> um, okay. People who walk an atypical journey. So it started with six years ago with training a gal that um, when I was at the gym where I first learned to become a trainer, um, who is a special needs athlete. And I got assigned her um, and we've been together ever since. So I have recognized that I enjoy the atypical journey. So the one who says, I just need to live a healthier life or I need to be safe and, and stable in my surroundings so that I can live at home longer or be able um, to function better in my overall world, I enjoy those ones the most. So those are my absolute favorite clients. That's fantastic. And, and so how has that shaped your business model now? So I have worked really hard. Um, I'm not really good at the marketing. I'm not really good at the social media. I, I really kind of suck swamp water there. So yeah. I have a philosophy of I take excellent care of those that are in my space and I equip them as if they had to replace me tomorrow, but I love them so much that they never want to. And then from that, they bring me people who need to be with me. Yeah. So that, that was your go around of the, you know, the marketing is that you, and that's just, that's a marketing skill in itself, the building referrals and, and knowing how to do that well. Um, so that's kind of your workaround and in, in, in how you're getting around the, the fact that you see a deficit in your marketing skills. Yes. So you're, you're putting a ton of energy into the referral system. How is that working out for you? Uh, it's actually, it's growing and developing of this last go round of faction as I was realizing that things were going to be shifting. I recognized that I don't, I don't, I wasn't sure what kind of referral system I wanted. And so then mm -hmm. when I opened the doors in January, because of the situation that we're in here in our area with the lockdown and everything, I, I couldn't really be advertising a whole lot. So I just told those people that were with me, everybody knows somebody. And if yeah. you find the right somebody that needs to be here, if you would share that with them, I would love it. And then I, I will love on you extra. So yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I've done. Um, partially because we, we, I am keeping it on the, on the QT a little bit. Yeah, um, sure. And also because when I opened my own doors, I knew that I wanted to keep a small population. So that also has kind of shaped my marketing in that I can kind of be a little picky. I don't need nor do I desire a big group. I don't need a big base. I had a six month goal of getting to 30 members outside of 
my um, specialized programming people. And here I am ending up March and I only have 10 spots left. So I'm, I'm, we're doing it right. Yeah. You're rocking. And rolling. <laughs> yeah. Tell me a little bit about how you're approaching your members for those referrals. So I just made it known when the, when the shift happened, I just made it clear to them that I valued their faith and their trust in the process that we are on together and that they knew the right person who needed to be here, but that we weren't going to be reaching out to every person. So that yeah. um, kind of that community tribal connected feel like if you're going to bring somebody into the family, you want to be bring the right somebody into the family, not crazy uncle Joe. So bring, <laughs> bring the right one here to be in their space because a lot of the people that, that came with me really valued the uh, safety of the space that we have. And so I said, Absolutely. don't bring somebody that's going to make you uncomfortable just because they say, I want to go to the gym with you. I tell you what, and I think that's the biggest benefit to finding your niche and really creating that special community based on that avatar is that when you approach them with things like this, you know for 100% that they understand what you're doing. They are your people and they are most likely very invested in not only maintaining that, but growing it in a way that is is uh, kind of jives with what you have going on there. So you're creating a marketing tool that you just, you just have to kind of push in the right direction and, and they, they do all the work yes. for you. I was, I was looking for low threshold there and it's, it's going very well. Well, that's great. That's fantastic. What have been some of the challenges uh, with using that kind of marketing and, and how are you getting around those challenges? So far, it hasn't been uh, too challenging. I can see going down the road that I might run into a place where I have to make some decisions of exceeding that cap number in my head as, as more people start to come and enjoy what we have at our space, gotcha. that what do I do? Because I like, it's like my own little happy bubble and I love my little happy bubble and what will I do when that bubble is, is reaching capacity? Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit of, and if you don't want to on air, I understand, but tell me a little bit about where that number came from. You know, is that a strictly like a comfort level for you or is it a logistical uh, obstacle that you're, you're kind of addressing with lower numbers what, what puts you at that number? So when I was when I was recognizing in December that I was I was going to make this shift, I looked at the numbers that I had at the old space and what was my capacity to care for them in the manner I desired. And I realized that the number that we had was too far. So to care for them in the way I envisioned was exceeding my capacity. So I knew I had to bring it down. And so I gotcha. picked a number that I felt comfortable with being able to meet the parameters of care that I envision while still being able to have some gas in the tank to be with my family, enjoy some outside pursuits, um, maybe take a day off here and there and not feel like I'm neglecting anybody. 
Right. So you came to that number. Obviously, it's a number that satisfies the financial responsibilities that you have. Um, and then also allows you to operate in a very comfortable setting. Yes. And I, I sat down with my husband and we, we kind of went over the numbers of the people that were making the transition with me and the cost of running business. And we were weighing those things aside. And I also gained some clarity that the love that I have for the work that I do couldn't be measured so much in dollars. So I didn't need this to be something that got me rich because I was, I was being yeah. satisfied in a different way. And I bless that my husband has a great job and has good benefits. So it's not our uh, livelihood doesn't depend on me bringing in big dollars. So being profitable was enough because of the payoffs that I receive in other lanes. That's fantastic. I tell you what, you are 100% dialed in, man. And uh, I'm excited to see what's coming up for you in the next couple months and, and oh, years. Thank you so much. It's just fantastic to hear a story like this. So let me ask you this. If if someone were, were to come to you and they, they say, I'm just not happy, I can't seem to figure things out in my current workspace, um, seems like it'd be someone that you could relate to. What kind of advice would you give them? So I would tell them to, and it's one of my favorite lessons in factions, that table of stable. The table of stable I love that one. And it really, it, I had to work through that first time kind of quickly and then let it sit for a little bit. And then I had to go back and percolate on yeah. it because what I put down when I did that quick evaluation, after I let it kind of marinate for a while, I realized that in my old setting, I had traction, I had growth, I had name recognition, but I didn't have happy. And I had to make the decision that happy and, and training in the way I envisioned mattered more. So that lesson really helped me clarify and articulate where the table was unstable and really kind of showed me that you could prop it up and you could stay here but it would never be balanced on its own. Or you could make right. some hard choices and shift some gears and find balance. And that, that's, I love that exercise. So for those listeners that might not be familiar with the factions curriculum, tell them a little bit about the, stable, the table of stable growth and what it meant for you to, kind of figure those things out and get it balanced so out. in that table of stable and i'm, I'm just going to paraphrase here because you guys word it way better there's the four legs right so your professional your personal your developmental and your enjoyment of life legs on your table and when mm -hmm. i when i worked through that i could see that i was pouring a lot of effort into that work leg and you know i was i was trying and trying and trying but it wasn't until I did that exercise and actually wrote on there the number values of where I felt the balance, because that's what you do in the lesson is you find what's your level of balance on each leg, that I, I really right. had a concrete picture of the instability that I was creating. Isn't it kind of amazing what happens when you sit down and actually just hand write some yes. stuff out? And then sit with it. And in, yeah, 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 yeah. marinate and you in kind of to the same effect, 
it sounds like that's what kind of led you to you. It sounds like you took Todd's visioning lesson and that's how you figured out that you weren't on yeah. the right path. And, and now yeah. you are due yeah. to that. Yeah. It's an amazing tool. I highly recommend people uh, go back and look over that mini course because that, and you know, the table of stable growth, those are both exercises that are going to make sure that you're on the right path. And then it kind of becomes yeah. easier, right? You're still working right. hard. You're still working hard, but it, you're not running into that unknown yes. deterrent, right? You can't, where, where you're like, I'm working so hard. Why can't I figure this out? And sometimes you got to sit down and, and, you know, what you're actually doing when you're writing out like that is you're listening yes. to yourself. You're giving yourself an opportunity to hear what's, what's, you know, kind of deep in your mind and in your thoughts and, uh, figure those things out and you did it very yeah. well. And then being able to give it some space so that mm-hmm. you, you can kind of not just knee jerk react to that. I wrote it out and then yeah. I loved that advice of let it just be for a little bit and then come back to it. And it's when I went back to it that I really kind of had to confront myself of where you're pouring your time, effort, energy is not giving you the returns and that matters. And so it really did help prompt that decision to change. That's great to hear. So tell me a little bit about you, you make this discovery. What are the differences that you're seeing in your day-to-day work now that you've gone through that process, now that you've, you've found the right path to be on, what kind of differences are you seeing? The first thing that I noticed is that, at the end of a long day, I didn't dread it, if that makes sense. So you have this yeah, really long yeah, day does. and, you know, I, I, I'm on my feet a lot more. I work Monday through Friday now. I work the whole day now. And at the end of the day, I, I'm smiling. Like my, you feel it in your soul. You're just like content. The efforts were well spent. Yeah. And that was the first thing that I noticed. And I knew it was the right decision when it was the first thing that my family noticed. So even um, when my family, Monday is my very longest day. And I came home after the second Monday of being open. And my kids just said, you know what, mom, I haven't seen you happy on a Monday in a long time. So, so that for me was like, okay, okay, this is good. You're on the right yeah. path. It's so good to hear. I love it. And I think that there's so many people out there that are going to benefit that because I, I feel like that is so common in yes. our industry, you know? And like you said, you came to the faction uh, because you wanted to learn the programming. And I can't tell you how many uh, students of ours that we, we work with. And initially it's just a million questions about programming and this and that, and, and they want to get into the, the depths of, of that, those lessons. And really, you know, we can't stress enough. We actually talk about it a lot. How do we connect with people so that they understand the importance of every single lesson that we're putting in there? And if you don't have, uh, you know, a good vision, if you don't, if you're not doing what it is that you really want to do, then programming doesn't really yeah. amount to much. Right. Does it? Yeah. So, and it kind of sounds like that was where you were at. You know, you, you guys had a solid programming uh, 
template in place and you were you were saving time and that became efficient but it still left you well and i i came to describe it as i i plugged a leak in the wrong hole (laughs) you know like great this doesn't leak anymore but that's not the issue so yeah right that's great so what's on the horizon what do what should we expect from standard fit in the the coming years i'm hoping that Standard fit will help people start to recognize that having a journey that doesn't look like the, the chicks on Instagram or the, the dudes in the magazines, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, in, mm-hmm. in my little hometown, I have been here a very long time. My family's from here. And it's very much, I can see how there's such ingrained notions of things. And I'm excited to help people start to see that you don't have to do that. You don't have to follow this just because. Yeah. I like that. Eliminating shoulds and supposed tos. Yes. That's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Just to see the light go off in people's heads when they kind of let go of that, that notion that, Oh, I should be this, or I'm supposed to do this and really just do something that you enjoy for right, reasons that right. you enjoy. Uh, it's very gratifying. And I, I really, uh, I really commend you for, for that choice and, and going out there and connecting with those people. Cause I know you're making a huge Thank impact. You. Yeah. I really, really, really enjoy it. I love the people that I get to work with and I love being able to express that, it's a two-way street, right? You come, you come to Standard Fit, and, and I, I guide you along the journey towards your definition of health and fitness. But in, in return, I have learned so much from the, from the people that I have the opportunity to work with that I'm very fortunate to say to them, you know, you've blessed my life. You've, you've helped me become a better human being. Yeah, and I think that that attitude is going to help you make changes and, and drive your business exactly the path it needs yeah. to be on. Thank so you. keep it up. Thank you. You're quite welcome. And thank you for having uh, or taking the time to talk to me today. Uh, I have no doubt that the information that you've shared is going to be very valuable to our listeners. Um, anything else you'd like to well, share with us? Before we go, we I, I want to say a personal thank you to you because – you may or may not, yes, you may or may not remember it, but um, you planted a seed in me a very long time ago, and it is a a big part of the mosaic of who I try to show up as every day as not only a coach, but as a human being. You were the assistant at my very first certification, uh, the Dome 2014, and I'm dead serious, and there's a defining moment where you showed up for me and it has stayed with me ever since. And I've been a little bit of a fangirl ever since. So we were doing on the first day, it was the midday workout and it's, it, you know, it's sucktastic. And we finished with a get up on okay. each side. And I was the very last person to finish. So there's nothing like having a hundred people watching you finish a get up when you've had your butt handed to you all morning and so when we, when we are all sure. done and we, we meet back in our group, you came up to me and you said, good fight. And in that moment, I felt seen and acknowledged for the efforts that I did. I didn't need a cheerleader. 
because I, I that's not what I needed. But to have somebody of your caliber and stature and professionalism see me in that moment meant the world to me and stuck with me all this time. And I will never forget on the plane ride home, taking notes about the weekend, jotting down the kinds of things I wanted to provide to my people as I went forward. And I wrote down, I want to show up for people in their good fight and see them. So thank you for that. Wow. Tell you what, talking <laughs> about heartstrings here, Leanne, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a great story. I really appreciate you, you sharing that. And um, that means a lot to me. That means a lot because that, that's what it's all about for me. And I, I've always, you know, it's to see the people do the, uh, the beast challenge and the beast tamer, you know, that's all fine and dandy, but I, I've always been impressed with the people yeah. that it wasn't so easy for. Um, and, and you showed up and you got the job done. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And, uh, oh, wow. thank you. Thank you you, you made an impact and I'm a better person because of it. So thank you so much. Wow. Well, thanks, Leanne. Uh, this has been fantastic. And um, I can't wait to get awesome. this out to the uh, public. Thank you so much, Mike. I story. appreciate it. It's been great. All right. Take All right, care. Leanne, we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye now. Thanks once again for coming out and joining us at the Strength Faction podcast. Thank you to Leanne. What a great story, and boy, did she ever just sucker punch the old heart there at the end. Um, I always hear about, like to hear about that, because that's what I'm striving for in my coaching career, to make those kind of connections, and uh, that was pretty pretty sweet. Uh, so $1, $1, all you need is $1 to get involved with these Strength Faction mini courses. Uh, there you can catch up on lessons. Uh, we talked about visioning. Uh, we talked about programming. We talked about a lot of things in this podcast, all those things that made such a big impact in Leanne's career. You can get access to those same lessons for just $1 joining our mini course group. Go to www.strengthfaction.com and sign up today. Thanks for coming out and we'll see you next time.